Hello everyone, welcome back to Between Realities. How you doing today? It is a pleasure to have you here with us. My name is Alex VR. I am joined here by my co-host Skiva. Skiva, how you doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm excited for today's show. Fridays are always such a breath of fresh air for me. I, I love I love doing this show and talking to cool people. You know, it's great. And yeah. I would normally agree with you, but uh, just a couple of days ago, we did a show. So we did. I, I feel like this is... We did. I feel like it's just been like... Although that, that show stressed me out a little because of those mic synchronization issues we were having. <sighs> Yeah, but uh, you know, we yeah. kind of knew that was going to be an issue. Thank you guys mm -hmm. for enduring that, by the way, because I, yeah. I went back and listened to it and I was like, Phew. yeah, there's a few scenes where it's yeah. kind of tough, kind of tough to listen to. Yeah. So if you did watch that whole broadcast, which I know a bunch of you guys did, thank you for being there and hanging out with us and enduring uh, between technical difficulties while we, uh, you know, try to juggle things that, um, you know, we've never juggled before live on the air in front of everyone. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> Also, what we're going to do tomorrow for your cyber shoes tournament, but we'll talk a little bit oh, more. It is. We'll yeah. talk a little bit more about that uh, yep. during the show. Okay. Um, hello to everyone in chat. Thank you guys for being here. Lissa VR first in the chat. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Between Realities Friday. That's the term that you coined, by the way. That I'm sti I'm sticking with. Heck like, yeah, I'm holding on to that. VR like Fridays. It. Yeah, Woo. dude. Between Realities Friday. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. It's real, and it's sweeping the nation. Mm -hmm. So thanks for being mm -hmm. here, VR Central Wise Director. Are you ready to play tomorrow, dude? Are you Ooh, loading? Yeah. Are you loading content? Are you loading contractors or what? Paradise Decay is here. He had a couple of videos come out today. Paradise Decay playing Beat Saber today. Gotta love to see. Wow, nice, Beat Saber. nice. Classic right on, P Diddy. Classic creator playing a classic <laughs> game. Doesn't get any better than that. Mr. Trinidad is here and ready, and I think we all know what that means. Good to see you here, brother. Dark Angels in the house. Mystics is here. Thanks Mystics. for joining us, Mystics. What's up, buddy? Mystics, by the way, is one of the best Pop One players that I've ever played with. Really, super fun dude. Amazing voice to even play with too. Ooh. So yeah. An amazing yeah. voice. Yeah, he does. Great voice. Anyway. Well, thanks, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Mystics. We also have Grumpy Duck VR. Grumpy. The, the volatile bastard himself, Grumpy yeah. Duck VR. He was on the show a couple, uh, he was last week, actually, and we had a great yep. time with him. Yep. Uh, Hussein X is here. What's up, Hussein What's up, dude? X? Dude, Delirium Drew is in the house. Good Drew. luck on the tournament. Thanks, dude. Uh, hopefully, we can pull it off. So thank you guys all for joining us here. Uh, our guests today are... Uh, a couple of ladies from within the VR community that we actually tried to have on the show last season when we did our Women of XR month, but a bunch of shit popped up and, you know, long story short, we weren't able to make it happen. But now we are so excited to welcome to Between Realities, gaming science teacher and Sonia Hasco Haskins. Hello, ladies. Hello. Yo, <laughs> thanks for joining us. How you doing? Ha Hasco, how's it going? How you doing, girl? You doing good? GST, everything all right? Yeah, things are going pretty well. Glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. this is this is exciting. Thanks for uh, being patient while we, uh, you know, rescheduled and, and made this happen. I think it was like, I don't know how many months ago that was, like six months ago or longer that yeah. you were initially a, supposed to be on. It was a minute. It was definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. a minute. <laughs> so, uh, so thanks for your patience. And we are uh, excited to have you here with us. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Jeez. Right on. Right Thank on. you. <clears throat> Very cool. Mm, Mepper sliding in here. Hey, Mepper, how's it going? Mepper, an absolute pillar in uh, the VR YouTube community. So Heck great yeah. to have Mepper here. What's up, dude? Mm -hmm. What's so, up? so um, I don't know. So, how do we, how do we start this off? Where do we start from? Well, let's 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 kind of get to know our guests a little bit. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, Sonia's on the left, so going left to right. Maybe we can uh, see what's going on with Sonia. Can you tell Sonia. us a little bit about what what it is that you do in the VR community and and all of that fun stuff? Let's see. Well, I 
so funny. I should be ready for these sorts so, of things. Hi, everyone. My name's Sonia Haskins. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, let's see. I just drew a total blank. Um, what do I do in the VR community? A little bit of everything is the best way to answer that, I think. So, all right. Articles about people like your tournament tomorrow, Skiva. Heck yeah. And um, <laughs> answer questions, encourage community members, arrange tournaments sometimes. Uh, try to be a go-between sometimes when there's like, uh, you know, things people want to share with maybe developers feedback and stuff like that, or to companies and, um, let's see, what else do I do? Uh, I moderate some of the larger VR, um, esports games, discord servers, like, um, echo games and population one and, uh, the walking dead saints and sinners. Um, but mostly cool. I write articles and just try to promote others. So I'm just kind of here doing whatever's necessary to try to, you know, send out good positive vibes. I would say you accomplish that goal. I, I, I think you are definitely good positive vibes. And, you know, you're one of the few people who uh, we now have had on the show that we've actually been able to meet. You know, you were traveling a lot last year. We were traveling a lot last year. And uh, I saw you at two different two different events last year, which was awesome. We got to meet for the first time at OC6, and then uh, we bumped into each other again at CES in Vegas, and that's when I had Skiva with yeah. me. Yeah, I love the fact, that's hilarious, because I absolutely love the fact that you just kind of skipped 2020 right there. <laughs> <laughs> last yeah. year for us was the last year we were all still able to see each other and travel and do all our normal <laughs> things. And Skiva, did you notice that too? Alex is just like, last year we're all let's, sitting there going, yeah, last year was great. Let's all pretend awesome. that 2020 never even existed. Yes. Forget yeah. that whole shit show, man. <laughs> you know, frankly, I forget time exists. So when I yeah. start putting things on a timeline, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like six months, like when I said six months ago, I just, I pulled that. I have no fucking idea how long ago that was. I can't, I can't conceptualize I no time either. at all. So, hey, remember in the past? two months ago but it could have been nine months ago for all i know i mean honest to goodness it's just like yeah. mm -hmm. i live mostly in vr and even when i'm writing articles it's about vr so time's kind of like i enjoy every day fully as much as i can and that's the important thing it's like honestly i like fridays because fridays you know martin always posts those it's Friday. See these people messages. And I'm like, not even kidding. When I say, Oh, I'm so glad you post these because now I know, Oh, it's Friday. Dude, Martin <laughs> just, Martin got here at the perfect time to hear you talk about him on the stream inside VR is here. Thanks for joining What's us. Up, Martin. We've also got ET 2K nine now throwing up the horns. Thanks for joining us. So, uh, yeah, Hasco, this is great. I'm glad that you can join us on the show. You know, like I said, we've met each other in real life before and we have, you know, selfies together and stuff like that. And that's just, uh, it's just amazing. You know, I love it. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is course. This is great. And unfortunately, um, you know, not had the opportunity to meet GST in person yet, but I'm, I'm hoping one day, you know, GST, do you think you'll be, uh, doing some traveling here? Uh, once things start to open up a little bit and uh, maybe you can answer that while talking a little bit about your position in our VR community. Yeah, sure. So you can call me the gaming science teacher and um, my, like, my little tagline I put on, you know, like Twitter and places is I'm a casual gamer and a science teacher in real life. And that's probably the most succinct way to, to sum it up. Um, I, I guess I, I'm kind of the embodiment of a, 
casual quest user um you know i don't have a pc i'm not playing pc vr uh i'm i'm busy with with work so i don't always have a lot of time so i want things to be simple and i'm excited about vr i love vr and um i'm not you know i'm not really into competitive games but uh, other kind of games like you know puzzle games social games exploration adventure really capture my interest so um i try to give like you know casual gamers a good name <laughs> yeah. and um i was a science teacher for the past five years and um to my amazing fortune i am now working full-time in my school's technology lab um which of course everything got delayed and set back because of the pandemic but um we'll be getting things fully up and running for the coming school year in the fall uh where students are going to get hands-on experience with things like coding and cybersecurity and robotics but also immersive technology and nice. i'm going to be working um you know full-time every day with students learning how to develop for vr learning how to develop for ar um learning how to to use those technologies as they apply in fields like medicine so uh it's kind of like a, a dream job that i've landed myself in and um, i'm i'm just so excited to be able to get students um some hands-on experience with what's going to be a really important industry and an important part of our social lives and everything going forward that I wow, love. yeah, GST molding the minds of the young into <laughs> into amazing spatial computing wizards. I love it. And I love we're, it. <laughs> we're gonna have to dive into that a little bit during the show today because uh, you know, there's I think there's a, a right way and a wrong way to get people into VR, right? Like mm -hmm. I uh, think I'd rather have GST showing a bunch of uh, you know younger folks the the implications of VR in like a controlled setting rather than a bunch of eight-year-olds getting quests for Christmas and just firing up when the parents go in, to, in the kitchen to cook or something, you know, like <laughs> different environments whatsoever. And I, actually, these are perfect guests, perfect guests to talk about the polarizing, uh, the polarizing nature of what I'm talking about here. Um, by the way, G GST, so, you know, we all travel to go to these like conferences and stuff. Do you see yourself as uh, someone who would like to go to these kinds of events or are you just going to like wait for us to post videos? <laughs> um... <laughs> I actually, I'm not big on travel. Um, I have some, some weird anxiety issues around travel, so I don't usually go very far from home. But um, if there's anything closer to home where people are getting together, I'll definitely keep my eye out for that. Nice. So everybody, uh, wherever home is for GST, we're going to, somebody do some research, <laughs> figure out where she lives, start a VR event in her town, and we're all going to show up and hang Heck out yeah. with GST. Just well, luckily, Don't do that. Luckily, you know, VR is a thing, right? We can all meet up and do all of these things and feel like we're together even though we're not. So you don't really have to go anywhere. That's, That's all good. <laughs> Finding the silver lining here in the VR in the VR perspective. I'm all about it. <laughs> Sean from Rendered Realities here. He's saying these What's are up, two Sean? of his favorite women in the VR industry. Bro, Heck yeah. we agree with you. Yep. That's why we've got these ladies here joining us today, man. So good. Thank you for being here. The Bearded Bard. Howdy, family. What e is up? Everybody's getting their issue four of VR Trend Magazine in the mail right now. Yes. Pretty exciting. Yes. I, I didn't get <gasps> one. You got one. I got one. You didn't get two. I didn't get two. You were supposed to get two. I was supposed to get two. Because one of them, this, you were going to have one of them, yes. right? And then there was another, yes. and that other one was supposed to- what? I'm sure it's on its way. Yeah, it must be. No, it's definitely on its way. It I must got be. it. 
I must have gotten yours because oh. I canceled my subscription. I just I wanted the first issue just to have the first issue, and then I, I canceled it. And then this one just it showed up. I must have gotten yours by mistake. Wow. Well, Dang. well, I'll tell you what. Keep it as a consolation prize because I got a feeling uh, the bearded bard is gonna solve this whole situation for me, right, Danny? Right, Danny? <laughs> They're good like and, that, uh, man. Yeah, they are good like. You know, this. honestly, uh, VR trend is amazing. They're growing so fast. Right. So, thing. so I'm surprised, you know, a, a company that's, that's sprouting up like this doesn't have a ton of problems. These guys, these guys are on it. Um, they have great customer service and uh, I think, uh, it's not a problem. Their magazine yeah. is phenomenal. It's I, absolutely I, phenomenal. Dude, I'll wait, I'll wait a year for these things to show up if yeah. I have to. I'm not even kidding. Like <laughs> I waited a year for the pixel ripped, uh, collector's edition to show up that oh, Perk yeah. games took forever to get that thing done. Like literally it was like guaranteed or it was like announced pre pandemic and showed up at my house post pandemic like long long wow time. yeah i'm calling this post pandemic is that weird am i allowed to do i think that? it's it feels post? like it. i don't know please i don't do. know we've please also do. I know. Yeah. i'm gonna go ahead and continue to do that i love it nathy's yeah. in the house it just what's gives up good vibes. hey nathy how's it going buddy thanks for dropping by nathy one of our uh, favorite guests from uh, earlier seasons always great to see you dude and and we had his brother on the show too so much fun you guys are both awesome like yeah your parents must oh. be amazing you guys are cut from good cloth I right guess. they must be proud <laughs> They must be proud. They are hugely yep. proud. I know they must be. Yep. Sadly, it's Bradley d dipping into the chat as well. What's we up, Sadly? We have all kinds of superstars in that chat. Superstars. It is, it's way too cool. It is way too cool to see people who I admire so much come through here and spend a little bit of time with us. Yep. And I, I say it all the time, but I don't think you guys understand how much it really does mean to us. So thank you for being here. Your support and your everything is is so appreciated. I, frankly, yes. I'm just glad to be friends. I feel like I'm friends with all of you. So thank you for being my friend <laughs> and thank you for being Skiva's yes. friend. I'm going to talk uh, for him on that thank one you. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for the rest of you guys that may not, if anyone out there is not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. It would mean the world to us. Uh, we are trying to grow our audience a little bit, uh, get some of our amazing guests in front of more people. Uh, because, you know, the guests we have on, we specifically grab these people because we think they are, they, they have so much to offer and so much to share with the VR community. And it's uh, mm -hmm. so important that we're, we're able to give them a platform mm -hmm. to talk. So. Paradise Decay says it's a little too cool in here and he should probably go. Yeah. See you later, Grandpa. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. Cool. <laughs> we love you. If you, love if, you weren't, if you weren't here, I mean, if you like just disappeared all of a sudden, I would like, I'd track you down. I'd be like, hold on a second. Where did PD go? <laughs> he, he used to be here. Now he's not. Like, we got to rectify this. So we'll come for you, PD, if you don't, if you don't stop coming. So you're going to have to be here. Oh, Reckoner VR. Time to admire Reckoner VR. Amen, What's up, dude? dude? Another guest Time that's to been admire on show. Me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Admire me. By the way, if you want to admire anything, you guys could admire this, this mug that I brought from my house just because i wanted to flex it on the show today mm -hmm. this is job simulator <laughs> i heart job mug that i have to hold with my left hand because the print is on the <laughs> wrong side of it so i'm like uncomfortably drinking out of this so i can flex on everybody it was made by those robots in the in the later you know <laughs> yeah. you know job bot. yeah they don't know they it's don't on know the either. correct side for you though that's the thing they're wanting to remind you you know when you drink it you you, you just love, love job love it's it. like yeah. love job love job it's like every time i take a sip of it <laughs> reminded how much i love my job <laughs> that's funny hey but so before we really get into these subjects and i have to like break um yeah just do it uh, yeah so i i just want to remind people that tomorrow Tomorrow is this huge contractors tournament um, that, that we're putting together. It's a VIP tournament. Some of your favorite creators are going to be uh, uh, playing in this thing. And it's just going to be, it's going to be a damn good time, I think. 
Um, I'm really, really excited to hop in with people like like Gamertag and Property and Soul Fox and VR Central and Shughead Gaming and VR Gamer Dude and Dr. Oculus. Like this is just the absolute that is not the video I selected. That, <laughs> this is this is just gonna be absolutely a good time. Um, and I'm super excited, man. I've done a ton of work to try to make this broadcast look really, really good. And I've never really done this before. So, you know, show up might be about fire, might be an awesome event. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be an awesome event. So we're going to have fun yeah. regardless of whether or not the broadcast is good. Yeah. So come on yeah, by you're everybody. Have fun regardless. <laughs> Those guys are all great. We're going to have fun just to be together. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, I think it is too. And you know, one of the cool things is everyone is going to be using, uh, the cyber shoes and we are going to be disabling the joystick option Damn, on this dude. one so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty brutal they're gonna have to use their feet uh to run across these boards to strafe they got a new way to strafe with the cyber shoes I saw that yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting i think it's gonna be a blast it's a 600 dollars prize for the tees the team who wins it's also a 400 dollars prize split between the two top runners so the people nice. who who have traveled the furthest during these maps are also going to get two hundred dollars each. Nice. So we'll be so. seeing people like do laps around the yeah. house, like in the game, yeah. like yeah. before it starts and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Honestly, no, because we are only actually counting the mileage in game. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 getting a little granular with yeah. this, right? We're well, really going to try to make it a little bit competitive. That sounds amazing. So, and honestly, yeah. I'm really excited to see this because cyber shoes they really do add like. I'm really in like some intensity to the moments, right? Like yeah. we're so used to just being able to like manipulate these thumbsticks and just like do 360s and just like pivot around corners mm -hmm. and just like move effortlessly. But when you're using your own two feet to move and you got to like sprint across an opening, like yeah. it really does add quite a bit of intensity to that moment. You're like, you have to like amp yourself up for it before yeah. I would just push the joystick forward. But now I'm like, okay, shit, here we go. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> you like run, like try to get across. So I think this it's will true. be a lot of fun, you know. And we've got uh, Alex, the Nightfire, helping yeah. us cast this thing. So we we'll do. have somebody who actually knows how to cast. Yeah, on from here. the VR Master League, hyping it up. Yeah, yep. it's gonna be good. Yeah, this is gonna be um, hopefully a professional-looking and sounding event. Yeah, here's something fun too. Rendered reality crossed. said he just went to his mailbox. Sean just went to his mailbox, and VR Trend was in it. Yes. Like he like <laughs> like while he's like he's probably had his phone with him as he walked out there watching the show. <laughs> grabbed it and there it is. Like nice. He probably sense. did. Yeah. So uh all right, so um yeah, so where do we go? Where where do I want where to start with this? Where do we go from here? Thing? There's 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 a lot. So to talk I think about. we should let's since we're talking about contractors, which mm -hmm. is an esport and we're using it to compete, let's talk a little esports, right? Mm -hmm. Cuz we've got we've got Hasco. Hasco is in the esports scene, she knows her shit when it comes to esports. She she organizes these things. She competes in these things. Like she definitely knows what's going on. Um, so we can kind of touch on some of these esports things. And you know, honestly, I don't want to like have this conversation go here, but I, I have to because I watched a live stream of yours, Hasco, that made my blood boil. And I would love to kind of like get some like reflective thoughts and like you know maybe you can tell us what you think about the state of uh, of the Echo community because. I watched you live stream. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like I watched this live stream where Hasco was for, for no other way to put it being straight up fucking harassed by at least one, maybe two or three young people in echo VR. And she was a, a goddamn champ. Like 
just like taking it on the chin, just like trying, like waiting for the game to start, you know? And like, I'm in the chat, like, like all caps, like losing my mind because I could not believe the behavior I was seeing. These young people absolutely harassing her all up in her face, saying a bunch of shit that they should not be saying. Like, is that, would you say that that's something that you have to deal with somewhat regularly in there? Is it few and far between? Are they making the right step to prevent this kind of behavior? What do you think? Wow, that's a lot of questions out. <laughs> that's just great. <laughs> take it wherever you just take it from wherever you want. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a great topic. Good questions. It's an important topic. So basically, um, sadly, yes, you are going to encounter that kind of behavior quite a, often, more often than I would like to see. Um, however, it's not just an echo. I think that generally one issue is the fact that the communities have grown so rapidly with um the influx of quest players that's that's a big thing because before we had mostly pc vr players with expensive headsets expensive gaming computers and then after we had the quest of course then you have a lot of young very very young players and the age isn't so much the issue for me like i get along with players of any age but it's the fact that these are younger players who have maybe been playing traditional flat or um traditional console games or you know flat screen games for a few years and they've been taught that behavior like teabagging or really offensive things in chat calling people you know bad names and and i'm not talking about cursing here just to clarify who cares? I mean, they're just right. words. We're talking about targeted discrimination, racism, sexism, that yep. sort of thing. There's a huge difference. And so um, they've come over from those environments and basically they don't seem to understand that it's it's incredibly different from a traditional um, environment versus an immersive environment. And so that's one of the, the big problems. So um, just you have that huge influx at once. Um, we're seeing it in a lot of communities. So Oculus and other headset manufacturers and game developers are starting to put in place things that would help with those issues like um, in-game reporting or in-headset reporting, things like that. To be quite blunt, we still have a long way to go because they're not easy to use. Sometimes they're not very accessible. Sometimes the videos don't work and there are a whole lot of problems. But I do think that um, steps are being taken to improve those things. We just need to move on it quickly because otherwise we're going to set up the standard that this stuff is okay and the important thing is that we really send as a community like all of us developers you know uh, creators content creators players everybody needs to send a very clear message that that's not the kind of social environment we want so um i mean basically... they know that's the thing like these kids know they know that yeah. you did not want <laughs> what they were putting you through but they didn't give yeah. a shit and the, the, here's the thing, yeah. man, like this is one of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been sitting here, um, you know, listening to your response. Like if I was to go into public, into, into a middle of a restaurant and just yeah. walk up to a random table and just start literally harassing someone, I would get arrested, you know, yeah. like they would, the police would come and drag me out of that fucking place. You know, like that person has every bit of as much of a right to be there as I do. Same when it comes to these public lobbies and putting someone through an experience like that is straight up against the fucking law. I think, Yeah. I think you would well, get arrested. That's where we have people working on that kind of stuff too. I mean, I'm not a big fan of quote, legislating these sorts of things. No, me laws. either, but I'm just but, trying to draw so a relationship. Yeah. And I know you're using that as an example for a very good reason. I use the same example. I tell people, 
if you're not going to go do it in the grocery store in LTN, you shouldn't be going and doing it to somebody in social VR. I mean, basically, if I go into a lobby or an area anywhere in social VR, I don't care what the application is or the game. If I go into a social area, I should not have to worry about someone coming over and calling me a um, a horrible name that people call females or a racist name or humping my face or sticking an object up my crotch or, or whatever. You know, it's just not appropriate. And so I think that if you're, you would never find someone in the grocery store doing those things to people. And if they do, someone's going to call the police on them. And you're exactly right. They're going to be arrested. But the problem is that especially um, people who have been a lot used to traditional gaming environments, they're coming to VR and they will literally, I don't remember if that stream that you're talking about, they did it, but they'll blatantly tell you, oh, it's just a game. Get over it. I'm like, yeah, it's just a game, and I have as much right to be here as you do, and I want to enjoy the game, and it is a game, which is supposed to be fun, and you know, there are still rules in games, like you just don't harass when, people. When did gaming? People. When did gaming mean racist comments, derogatory right. comments, right. harassment? I don't remember that being gaming. Right. It's like it's almost like, and it's almost like, hey, you know, hey, they come from flat screen gaming, so that's understandable. Like, actually, I don't think that yeah. the two that's are bad parenting people. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's not excusable. The no. thing is, it's it's never should have happened in flat screen gaming like it never ever should be a place anywhere i mean to be quite honest people say the same thing with what's the internet you're going to encounter people that are jerks or the people are going to do this stuff to you or whatever what's well, like why do we still excuse that it, yes it's the internet too that still doesn't give you the right for example let me give you this example that doesn't give you the right to go on a flat screen game or a traditional game or a console game or an immersive game and say to me Hey, I know where you live in Tennessee. I'm going to come hunt you down and kill you, which has happened. Is that acceptable in any kind of environment in, or setting? In no way it's whatsoever. Not. That's a threat regardless of what you're doing. Exactly. Gaming science teacher, yeah. do you have any thoughts as we're talking about this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I mentioned I'm not personally into to competitive gaming so much, but um, I also am not totally opposed to, to jumping in, especially with friends and trying some uh, more competitive style games. I've, I've been in Echo VR before, just checking it out with friends um, a little bit. And um, there's, there's an intimidation factor of knowing that these kinds of users who are, you know, just immature and, and rude and crass are probably going to say something as soon as I open my mouth and they can, can hear that I'm a female, they're probably going to say something to me um, and then start, you know, making gestures, interacting with my virtual body in the game. And um, on the one hand, I feel like I kind of want to say, well, I can just be the the bigger person and I can just shake it off and, and be fine. Then there's another part of me that says, I just don't want to deal with that. Um, but it's, it's really alarming that people who are new to VR, um, you know, particularly women and girls who may be new to VR might try something out and their first experience could be awful. They could have some terrible experience, have something happen to them and be totally turned off from VR from there on out. Um, so would be fantastic if we can as a community come together and and quash it out as people come to us from flat games and from consoles and things like that um make them realize that's not acceptable here in vr um that we're a community that doesn't tolerate that and and it's a lot different too when you have a physical embodiment that people can 
can violate as opposed to just being behind a screen. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that VR will differentiate itself from other places on the internet and, and make it known as a community where we won't put up with that. You know, I, I do, I know we, it seems like we're picking on Echo VR a lot here, cause, but we're not, right? I mean, this, this just so happens that this is a very popular, free, competitive game. Um, so, well, at this point, let's just be honest, it's earned itself the reputation. Well, it has, but here's the thing. And not here's, the game here's, hasn't earned it. Here's but why I wanted to bring this up, because, because since I've gone back in there recently, and, and there are a lot of new things to help prevent this type of behavior. Um, it's very hard to prevent this type of behavior, right? But when, now when you go in, you have to go through this little tutorial thing and, and it says, you know, these are real people, please be kind, blah, 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 blah. And you have yeah. to agree to all of these things. Then they're like, behind this line is your safe zone. If you come back here, people cannot come back here and harass you. Plus, they have this thing where you know you can quickly ban people, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of of things, a lot of steps they are taking to to make this a little bit better. So, you know, I, I don't want to discourage people from trying such a great game mm -hmm. either, because right. this well, is definitely not just Echo. This is Hyper Dash. This is a lot Pop of one. different games. Pop One, a lot of different games where as soon as someone you know, some little kid hears like a girl or or whatever the case may be, you know, things start to get kind of nasty and it's really too bad, man. The maturity level um, of some of these players is, is, is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But well, anyway, there's another, yeah. there's another point there, Steve, that um, I definitely think the the tools you mentioned have helped. Honestly, they really have. The day that Alex was there watching my stream, it was especially bad, unfortunately, but, and we do encounter that regularly, but not quite as that bad. But they are um, working to ban people when they report more quickly and things, which is important. People need to remember that we have to set the standard. So if people go and complain about the behavior, but they never send in a report or never let the devs know, like this person was doing this thing, then that's a huge problem because they have to have those videos and be able to, to be able to do something about it. You know, so mm -hmm. we send those in and make the reports and they actually are very good about responding. But the, um, so I think the improvements they've made have helped. But one thing I wanted to point out that really should be mentioned is the fact that part of the reason this is so much work as an echo is because it is such an amazing game. Yes. And I don't just mean the game or the gameplay. I'm talking about, in my opinion, it has the best rendering of our bodies of any VR experience. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Mean, you literally, yeah, you yep. literally feel like it's your body. And man, if somebody's over there messing with my body and I don't want them to be touching me, it, it is offensive because it's my body. And right. I feel like I'm really there in it. I mean, you're totally immersed. So unfortunately, the fact that it is so well made has actually created part of the problems. I'm not saying that that, you know, that's a bad thing. It's just that right. as a society, as a VR society, we have to find ways to mm -hmm. continue in that direction with the um, those sort of design things so that it's very, very good. Yeah. But at the same time, we send a clear message that we are a society of people. These are real human people and you need to be respectful of their avatars. So that brings in a lot of, you know, ethics, morality, legal issues, how yep. do we interact with other people in a virtual setting and things. So these are all things that we're facing um, as a society. And I don't just mean us, our VR society, I mean the world, yep. we're facing these issues. 
We're going to have to address them. You're you're hitting hitting the nail on the head exactly where I want to go with this. Um, Robin's reality is here, by the way. What's up, Robin? Robin! We've also got Chris (laughs) Richardson in the house. What's up, Chris? Tones My Bones is here for the live show. It's always a pleasure for you to make it here. So glad to see you guys. There's there's actually there's actually a philosophical discussion here. And we don't realize that we're having it, but we are. And it comes yeah. down to the mind body problem, right? Like, are you your body? You know, like that's the question here. Because if you are if we can agree that you, the you that's thinking in your body is separate from the meat bag that you're shuttling, then these interactions that are happening online for all intents and purposes are hundred percent real because they're happening to you you know like my like my boss could send me an email to fire me right like i got fired in the real world like he didn't have to fire my body i didn't have to go stand in front of him and have him fire me with his mouth into my ears you know like we use the technology which is very real to make a very real interaction happen and i ain't going to work on monday now you know Mm -hmm. so that's what's happening here is like we are these avatars and even in flat screen gaming like if you're getting teabagged the reason why you're raging because you're getting teabagged is because it's you that's getting teabagged Mm -hmm. you think it's you think it's your avatar you think it's the master chief that's laying dead there in the middle of halo no it's you you got fucking teabagged there's a visual representation of you on this screen just like this is a physical representation of me here in the world so this is actually a philosophical discussion because as Mm -hmm. we start to decide you know, okay, so where do you exist along these, along the lines? Is it your body? Is it the virtual version of, is it the eye? You know, whatever it is, wherever you exist in here is going to be crucial when we do as a society start to put like rules and laws and things like that into, into place to prevent shit like this from happening, happening to people who don't deserve it. You know, like this is a whole new, this whole digital technological, technological virtual landscape is completely unnavigated by humans. And that's why it's so exciting for us to be alive right now, because we are encountering all of these new ways to literally exist as a human being. And we have to navigate all of these choppy waters, figuring out how do we legislate stuff? How do we put rules in place to prevent people from getting hurt and getting their face humped in Echo, just like we have rules now to prevent you from getting your face humped when you walk into a fucking restaurant. So this is actually a philosophical discussion. And welcome to Between Realities, everybody. This is the show right here, boom. We are so excited Mm -hmm. to have you guys here with us. Skiva. What's up? <laughs> you know, I you know, we we talked a little bit before we got on uh before we went live about being thankful and being happy about the things that that sometimes we don't think about, right? You know, it, it's important to be thankful this and sometimes I you know the reason I bring this up is because I don't have to deal with this harassment typically. Sometimes I get harassed like like you know, but it's not to the point where um if someone, you know, uh, that's female or someone that comes into a lobby that speaks a different language than you know 90% of the people that are in there. People get severely harassed. It's very overwhelming. I remember remember Robin going into Hyperdash and getting literally backed into a corner by like four people, and they're just they were just saying things that like like do, do your are your parents in the same house? How do they not even hear this stuff? Right. It blows my mind that this is something that that we treat each other in this way because I'm not physically here to punch you in the face you can say these things yeah. do you know what i mean and speaking of being punched in the face sonia is amazing at punching everyone yeah. in the face if you want to get VR. punched in the face play around at echo with sonia yeah i was stunned the entire game yeah but i'm I glad mean, that you brought up that point um 
and we're we're going into into dark frequencies territory but i love it <laughs> i love it um because that's a, a thought that i that i have frequently and um there's a lot of really cool video games that explore this concept um but what's to say that these physical bodies that we have right here and now aren't just avatars what's to say that our self our being our consciousness doesn't exist somewhere else and that these are just avatars well my opinion that's exactly what's connected to these are avatars you know this 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 consciousness that's 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 being housed in this meat sack this isn't this isn't you right this isn't me this isn't what i am i'm not defined by by how tall I am right. or how much fat I have on my body, you know, like all I could cut your leg off. Like, like I could cut yeah. your leg off. You're still, I'm there. still exactly me still there. Like I'll cut off an arm. Like how many pieces yeah. of body do I remove? I'm not going to be, exactly. right. I'm not going to be in any way a different person mentally than I am. Um, if I was all together again, right. This is not, we do have to think of it, of this in this way that, that we are just avatars and you have to treat people the same with the same respect no matter which medium you are interacting with each other in it shouldn't matter at all well i mean and frankly i guess you don't have to right like you can be a dick if you want but the like wherever like wherever it is that we are will there will be consequences you know like right now there are no consequences for anyone's actions you know and like you're free yeah. to be a fucking asshole. Go ahead, be an asshole. But if you come and be an asshole in our restaurant and start humping some random person's face at a table that you don't know, we will kick you out. We will call the police. Like you will be punished for this behavior. Mm-hmm. So uh, frankly, I think that that's yeah. what needs to happen. It's not even just like, hey, let's let's make them leave the restaurant and yeah. then they'll just like put on a fake mustache and glasses and come back in the next week, which is what people do when they get banned <laughs> all the fucking time. True. All they do is just make a new account or buy yeah. a new thing or whatever. Yeah. So it really does yeah. not solve and, the problem. And this is another this is another reason why I think uh, digital identity is going to be the next big thing. We have cryptocurrency right now that's that's managed through blockchain, and and I really feel like we're going to each need an identity token, right? So no matter where we go, whether it be online or in real life, we are us. We are accountable for our actions no matter where we go. You can't take that digital token and attach it to another account. You get banned. You just maybe you know if and you deserved it. You deserved it, man. Well, that's one, that's one point right there. Like, you know, as much as people complain about Facebook and stuff, to be quite honest, I mean, that's one one of the advantages, Mm -hmm. you know, people complain about Facebook, but I'm telling you right now, when somebody's (laughs) on the Oculus Quest and they go and start, you know, and, and they're in there trying to hunt my face or do whatever they want to my avatar and I report them and they're banned. Let's say they're banned from multiplayer games, for example, let's say. Well, to be quite honest, I'm personally grateful that their account's attached to it. They can't create another account in Echo, and I won't see them back in there doing that same thing to me again. So, well, I mean, they'll you know, there, there lose are any advantages to that. They'll at least lose any purchases, but I can make a new Facebook account right now. I'll do it, I'll do it and live you can on buy, there. Buy the game again. Buy the yep. free game there. again. Oh, but it Alex, is free. Like, for example, in Echo, for yeah. example, in Echo, that account doesn't matter. Echo is tied to the IP for that headset. So they cannot make a new account Ooh, on that like headset that. for Echo. Like it's I actually banned based on IP. I couldn't factory reset my quest. No. Well, I think nope. I think it's probably no, not the, even the IP address. I would think it would be the MAC address of the headset. That, yeah. You can you can wipe your headset all you want. That MAC address is staying the same. That's a hardware address, yeah. and you cannot get around that. So the only way to have that, the only way to avoid that is like, for example, let's say you sold your headset to Skiva. Mm-hmm. The only way to get around that is to contact the devs directly 
and request that they do that for you. If they think that you're just trying to bypass a ban, they're not going to do that. And so, you know, personally, I think that's a very good decision a that good it's tied that way because, you, yeah. because exactly what you said, we don't want people going and just creating new accounts. Mm-hmm. Beanzo yeah. 79s here. Yeah. What's up, Beanzo? What's up? Duggers K in the house. He's here as well. And we've got Sampler 19. Oh, oh it's How's teachers. It going? Teacher Sensei. I think he's talking to you, GST. You're the <laughs> sensei in the today's episode of Between Realities. So Hey Alex, I wanted to mention something. You guys were talking about signal. Can I bring up something? Uh, by all means. Yeah. Yes. This is your episode today. <laughs> Actually, I think Skiva said it and um, GST was talking about too. But when you guys were talking about like, you know, where your identities linked and all that stuff as far as your, your where, our, where our selves are. But I was thinking when you said that, it's the same thing as with um, when you really think about it, like we put so much focus on what we see of people. Like when when you talk to people, you say, what are you or what do you do? That's that type of question, you know, like. So previously, you guys probably remember this, you know, when I first started gaming, when I first came into VR, which I had never done any gaming or didn't even know what VR was before I actually put the headset on. And um, so, so for those who don't know, just that quick story, I learned about VR when my son wanted me to try a headset in April 2017 because he was being deployed to Afghanistan. I know Steve and Alex know that, but viewers may not. I hadn't even heard of VR at that point. And I was like, I really don't want to do this really thing that sounds very silly to me. And so I'm like, now here I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. But at that time, when I first started attending events and stuff, I would introduce myself as a Christian homeschooling mom. And I just play VR. And so now it's like my life is not only totally different, but I see my identity as very different than I did at that time. And I'm actually going through a divorce. My kids have now all graduated. You know, I know I'm homeschooling. There are just a lot of things that are very different. But when you talk about identity, um, you know, that brings a lot of things in. Like, who do we want to be? Some days I go in, I want my avatar to look a certain way. And other days I go in, I change that avatar. In different games, I use different types of avatars. You know, sometimes I might want to be this kind of person or this kind of person. I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting question, I think, that mm -hmm. in VR, we can actually be different types of people or do different things. But what Skiva said it, and this is totally the point I try to make to people, it really doesn't matter. Like whether I'm a Christian homeschooling mom or a mom soon to be divorced, living four hours away from her grown kids who are now in college, that sort of thing, you know, or whether I'm not a mom at all and I work full time. I mean, it just, none of this matters. The point is we should be respectful to every human being. Every other person deserves respect. It doesn't matter what they are, what they're like, and um, you know where they're from, what language they speak. We just need to be respectful of other people, period. Even if you don't agree with their beliefs. Like, that's a big thing I face in VR a lot. People say, well, these people are being rude. And I'm like, they absolutely are. They're totally being rude, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't still be respectful to them. Maybe mm -hmm. they'll learn something. Doesn't mean we shouldn't punish them. Doesn't mean we shouldn't report them. Always but you can be. Still be respectful. Always be the change you want to see. Always. Exactly. Dude, yes, anytime. I, I mean, I don't have a lot of haters, you know. Thankfully, right? Knock on wood. Maybe one day I'll 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 be lucky enough to get some more because uh, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll have such a wide audience that there'll be plenty of people who disagree with the stuff I say. 
Um, but for the most part, I don't have a lot of people like disagreeing or like talking shit or like saying bad stuff to me or whatever. Um, but anytime I ever do, I always like turn the other cheek and take that high road, like as hard as possible. Like take it, I'll just completely take it on the chin and like be like, Hey, you know what? You're right. Like, I'll really try to be better. And you just like, try to like, just like take that high road. And I have like like made people realize how shitty they are just by like not meeting their energy. You know, like if someone starts talking shit and I'm like, Hey, you know, how about you? You know, I can't believe you can't do anything better with your time than get on here and tell me how stupid I am. I'll just be like, damn, you know what? Maybe you're right, dude. I'm a little stupid. And, uh, thanks for watching anyway. I'll really try harder next time. You know, just like, just own it. Like, well, I mean, them. you know, in, in no it. circumstance does dumping gasoline into a fire, make that fire go out. Right. So you, yeah. you cannot fuel these people's uh, insecurities uh, and raging um, by giving them the attention that they want. Mm -hmm. Right. So you just have to say, Hey, you know, I'll try better next time. Thanks. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. You know, walk and sometimes away. just being having grace for people. Like I also think it's important to remember that we don't know other people's perspective and it's easy for us to, it's easy for us to flip on the judgment. They're being rude, disrespectful, whatever, partly because they're being judgmental. They're being discriminatory. But when we simply turn around and we're harsh back with them, we're not showing any grace and we're not showing that, that, um, compassion toward them. Maybe it's the worst day of their life. Yeah. Maybe they literally have had, you know, like the worst year of their life. You just don't know. Maybe they're just a jerk, but either way you Dude, can be the change that you want to see. One thing I difference. think about all the time is maybe they're drunk or on drugs. Yeah, people or get fucked up and do stupid and shit all the time. And then like we sit here from a logical perspective and like try to like figure out how they could do that thing or say that thing. Sure. And it's like, dude, he was wasted. Like they could, there is no they rhyme could or reason. Be, they could be they could be just have come from another room where they were getting their ass kicked by their parents who were yeah. shooting up heroin in right. the corner. You just don't know. Right. right. It does not excuse the behavior. But but giving the proper when when people see the behavior of the people that are supposed to be raising them, they tend to to jump on that bandwagon, right? But if they go into virtual worlds and they meet all these people and all of these other people are not like that and they're being kind and blah, 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 right? You, you would think that they would eventually learn from um, just from being influenced by the other people so, around them because a lot of this is influence in their lives. Let me yeah. ask, let me ask GST this then because really what we, a lot of times when we have these conversations about these individuals who we encounter in these spaces, oftentimes they're younger. I'm going to say like 90%. I'm just throwing a number out there. 90%. Mm. I'm going to say 90% of all of this terrible, terrible behavior comes from immature people, not like, like actually immature, not an immature adult, someone who is truly not matured to adulthood yet. Um, do you think that this is something that is kind of stemmed in immaturity? Do you think that the problem is like larger and exists in way more adults than I'm giving credit for right now? What are your thoughts, GST? That's a really good point. And I just, you know, anecdotally, you see the same trend. Not that there aren't adults who are just uh, really irresponsible jerks, but a lot of the the behavior that, that you see that's problematic tends to be younger people. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, like you guys were, were alluding to before, um, you definitely have to keep in mind, although it definitely doesn't excuse that type of behavior, you have to wonder 
what are all the circumstances of their life and especially a child like a nine-year-old kid doesn't have a lot of agency over their life if they have crappy parents and you know parents who haven't um you know um, nurtured a warm loving environment yeah. in which they can express yeah. respect to their fellow humans right and been a, a good role model to show this is how you treat other people um then you know you can't necessarily just lay all the the blame um at the, the feet of that nine-year-old kid so um it's interesting that uh, pro programming in schools is so slow to catch up that in this present day we are just starting to see things like digital citizenship come into play that are, you know, how do you act on social media, both in terms of protecting yourself, don't give out information to strangers, don't, you know, don't meet up with someone who claims that they're, um, you know, a fellow kid and, and wants to meet up with you because they're probably a child predator. <laughs> um, so in terms of protecting yourself and interacting with other people in a civil and respectful way online on, and you know, it's mostly like social media. We needed that like 15 years ago. <laughs> um, and as far as, uh, things where you are immersed bodily, in a digital world, it's going to take a long time for that to catch up in the education world too, but it might be helpful to make it part of, you know, the, the common decency that, that you learn growing up of how you interact with someone in a digital space um, that's that's acceptable for society and it's not just the wild west anymore yeah you know it, it's it's interesting i I'm, as i was listening to you talk i was thinking like i wonder if i wonder if gaming science teacher feels any kind of um responsibility for since she's teaching some of these kids right to kind of like how, how do you feel about about um you know kind of giving this message to the kids that you mentor right because anyone that has an interaction with a child is influencing that child um so i think you are in a great great position too to kind of mold the future minds of all of this stuff into into kind of maybe um put some of this stuff in i don't know could you put it in like a lesson plan or something right like how to be respectful to people online because people do have to understand that those avatars are not um they're not computer people you know what i mean they're real life people and sometimes kids can't make that um distinction to where oh that's an actual living person because i can't physically reach out and touch them i can't um you know i can't walk over and and smack them in the head you know this it's hard for them to really grasp the concept that that's a real life person and the things that they say and do to that person are going to have real life i can things. i disagree Sure, can, I say they, absolutely. can I say I think they totally know and the only reason they're behaving in that way is because they know there's no consequences? Yeah, I agree with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... but at first, at, when you first get in there, I mean, like, for example, when you are, um, when you go into Horizon, one of the things that, that happens, Facebook Horizon, is, there, is they teach you that the avatars you see are real people. And I think when you first get into VR, you might not realize that you're blown away by all of these things. And I'm not saying that's what's happening with this behavior, but I am saying that, that we are able to provide a, um, uh, a perspective that you don't have to act like that and you can still have fun and you can still enjoy all of these experiences and make friends and be a good person and you don't need to shit on everything that you see in a virtual world yeah. you know so i i'd like to like do you think 
um, that this is something in education, GST, that that we should kind of pound into people's brains, like that that the avatars you see in digital immersive worlds are real life people and they have feelings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think that's coming. Um, the the pandemic, interestingly, may have sped things up and um, expanded people's perspectives a little bit because um, just online interaction in general, I've seen um, sessions where uh, college students who, who are looking to get into careers, um, these events would have traditionally been held in person and uh, people would give them advice about their resumes and how to interview and things like that. And all of a sudden now they're getting advice on how to have your camera and lighting for a Zoom interview and what's the, the proper Zoom etiquette and making sure that your, your microphone is muted when it needs to be and that kind of thing. And we're realizing that things with real implications are happening digitally, they're happening online. Um, and with things like, um, the, the professional platforms for meeting and interacting in VR. And instead of getting on a, a plane and, and traveling uh, to another city or to another continent to have a business meeting, we're gonna be putting on VR headsets and we're gonna be interacting with avatars. And so I think it is coming to um, have more formal uh, ways to address how you handle that, how you interact with someone else either digitally on a flat screen or in an immersive setting, um, you know, built into curriculum. But um, of course, it's always going to lag behind. It's never, it's never as fast as everything else moves. Mateo three one one's here. Hi, Mateo. How's it going? Go What's ahead, up, buddy? Go. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I totally agree with what GST is saying. And, you know, we, I think we all agree on the points here, but to go back to something Alex said earlier, one important thing to point out is that um, the changes are coming. Completely agree with that. Um, we already have seen improvements in many of the areas. You know, we're already seeing a lot of steps in the right direction. But as a parent and someone who's had like, you know, I've taken care of over 100 foster kids, I can tell you right now that we have to also have the mindset that needs to change and teach people that and train people that. So it's that's part of the training, but in order to make that actually, um, to send that message very clearly, we have to have more immediate consequences to the actions. So yeah. if you have, you can have all the rules in the world, or you can share with all the best people in our whole communities that this is what we want, and this is the kind of community you know we seek, but until we also have in place very clear parameters for, um, you know, this is what happens whenever you, you act like a you shouldn't, then it's going to be hard to really change. So we need those things to happen kind of together and they are happening, but along with the changes of our society and by society, I mean the everybody in immersive reality, like when we send that message, if you're not gonna be it in the grocery store, you shouldn't be doing it to somebody in social VR. We also have to have those parameters in place in order to be able to punish them. And some of the developers still don't have that. Um, I think that Oculus and others are absolutely working hard to make it more effective. But as a society, we also have to be willing to make that happen. Like we can't just all sit back and complain about people violating the code of conduct. We can't just sit there and say, man, I hate to see that person over there humping that female. I want to see girls in the game. They'll, they'll do this all the time. I see it all the time. People do this with me in there. Like what you were talking about, Alex, that day, you know? I don't remember if it happened in that particular 
incident, but I think it did. Nobody else said anything. Nobody came and said, why are you doing that? Stop that. Wow, really? Correctly. So, right. Huh. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't have the change. We have to be the change. Like, we have to step up. If I see somebody being harassed in the lobby, I'll go over and immediately. One of the things I train people to do to help in those situations is put your avatar between their avatars. So, for example, if someone were in there harassing GST in a VR game, I would walk over, fly over, whatever I had to do to get between her and that other person, mm-hmm. and I would just tell them point blank, um, excuse me, don't do that. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> you know. And so yeah. we need to see more people stepping up, but people are afraid to do that because they don't realize that, um, first of all, some people don't know the rules. They yeah. think that it is the internet. They think they can do whatever they want. Like There are a lot of reasons why it's a problem, but we're trying to make those changes. And I think it's just going to be a, that's interesting. It's going to be a long road. That's interesting. Cause I, I think you see some of that behavior, even in real life, right? You see, yeah. you, you hear these stories about, you know, maybe you're in New York city and you walk by an alley and you see someone getting mugged, you know, someone that can't defend themselves. Um, a lot of people will keep walking, which is yeah. bizarre to me. Right. And not say anything, not intervene. And you do see a lot of that, obviously online too. So that's a very, yeah. it's a cross reality problem. <laughs> well, hello. It's, it's bystander syndrome. What's yeah. even worse. I can tell you what's even worse from a female's perspective is mob mentality, which is if one of you comes in there and sees me or like GST said earlier, they, you know, she's afraid to use her voice. One of my least favorite things in VR gaming is to hear people say that developer has a created a tool for a specific game that females can either alter their voice or mute themselves. And I'm like, you know what, when people ask me what is one of my hopes and dreams for VR, I can tell you right now, it'll be the day when we reach the point where people stop saying that. I shouldn't Mm. have to tell female gamers to mute themselves or alter their voice to not be harassed. It's that makes me like that's one of my Mm -hmm. pet peeves. I find it very irritating. I'm glad you agree with that, GSD. It's look what she was wearing. She was asking for it. Yeah, I mean that kind of mentality is (laughs) such bullshit. (laughs) It is bullshit. That should never be the solution. Like our solution shouldn't be, oh, if you're a girl gamer, just mute yourself or alter your voice, and they'll leave you alone. Yeah, well, you know, we're in a society of where we don't tackle the problems we band-aid uh we band-aid the symptoms symptoms, right instead of going for what the actual problem is and we do this through all facets of life Mm -hmm. um and you know hopefully we are able to get to a point um in vr gaming where we we don't even have you know people don't suggest that because it it would be a ridiculous thing like why would you even suggest that why can't i just be me you know what I mean? And it kind of goes with the whole thing with, with what your avatar is like. You know, I was talking to some guy um, uh, yesterday in Clubhouse, and, and he was saying that he got banned because he used the N-word. But he's like, but I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, and I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a colored person, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but your avatar does not, doesn't represent that, and it shouldn't, that's not you. That isn't you, and you shouldn't have to throw racist terms around mm-hmm. and and then defend yourself because you somehow are justified in your in your racial bigotry. You know this this isn't. We have to separate ourselves from our physical avatars and from our digital avatars and realize that people are people. Everyone has feelings. We're all the same. Race is a lie. Everything's a friggin' lie. And be nice. Be kind. Well, That's the name of the it game. It doesn't matter what race you are. Racism is still racism. Right. Sexism is still sexism. If I come on here, you know, saying stuff to GST that's sexist and putting her down and calling her a blah, 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 you know, whatever, 
that doesn't excuse that behavior just because I'm also a female. Right. Correct. That's exactly what Steve Correct. was just saying. Yes. I need to say hello to Cody Sturgis. What's up, Cody? Thanks for coming in here, dude. Cody! Also, Glitch Fandango, one of our biggest fans. Thank you for being here, Glitch Thanks, Fandango, buddy. and for being such a big fan of the show. And of yep. course, we have Gamertag VR, who is just a champion, and we G-T. know we're going to be seeing him tomorrow. Uh, Obscure Nerd VR, happy Friday, dude. What's up, Andy? What's up? Thanks for dropping by. So I want to I wanna turn this. This is a conversation I've been wanting to have for a long time, and I think I'm going to have it again, right? I don't think this is going to be the first time that I bring it up, but I really would love both of your perspectives here. So... So far, we've been talking about VR and, um, and what's acceptable with the community, right? Like what's acceptable behavior when interacting with others. But I'm kind of interested to get your opinions on VR and what's acceptable when there are no victims involved, right? Like so there's games like Blade and Sorcery, for example, which is basically a murder simulator. I'm able to just impale 10 heads on a sword and swing it around and have fun with it if I feel like it. You know what I mean? So my question is, and I think I want to ask uh, GST first, do you think that VR, given its like intense um, immersiveness, do you think that there are experiences that are immoral that to exist in virtual reality if there is no victim? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, every time that there's a, a new game that has something particularly visceral, the the conversation comes up. Whether it's the uh, you know shoving the, the knife right in the head of the, the zombies and saints and sinners, or um, blade and sorcery, or some of the other ones. Um, maybe this answer is kind of a cop out, but my my blanket answer would be: I think every single instance depends on context. Um, I could see on one end of the spectrum there being a very low poly, not graphically realistic um, experience where maybe you you rough up an NPC, there's no blood and you don't even kill them, but that in whatever context it might be could be immoral, it could be a bad idea. Maybe the person using that experience is very young and doesn't understand the nature of of what's going on. Um, And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I could see circumstances in which you have incredibly high fidelity. I mean, Neuralink, your your brain dance, it, it, it feels absolutely real. It's not a headset on your face. And you could experience, you know, being in the body of some sort of a serial killer and what was it like for this person to to experience whatever it was to to drive them to to kill a bunch of people and it could perhaps be educational in nature uh you could be an an investigator uh trying to peer into the mind of a serial killer and you have that context you know exactly what you're getting yourself into and you're prepared for it before it starts and it could be useful and it could be not necessarily a problem so on the entire spectrum of realism and how violent or grotesque it is it depends on who's doing it and why and do they have the self-awareness of what they're doing and and understand it so what i'm kind of hearing is yes there are experiences (laughs) that would be immoral and that should not exist even though there are no victims Oh, well, but I also heard that that it's it's context and it's it's what the intention is, okay. right? And that and that sometimes, you know, like like that that 
that investigator that's trying to solve that crime, maybe understanding and, and being able to get into the head of that kind of, of that type of mentality. So only investigators are allowed to yeah. use that software? <laughs> so like that's would, what I'm getting at. I would at. sum it up as, I don't necessarily see that there's any particular experience that's just too much, it should be banned, it should be not allowed, just that um, there could be a particularly intense experience and maybe kids shouldn't use it, maybe people who are not you who are experiencing mental instability shouldn't use it things like that yeah i mean yeah that sounds good what do you so, think Casco? so are we talking about are we talking about maybe um a new rating structure like for example we have movies and we have television that have and video games that have that have rating systems should there be something like that for immersive experiences because they're just so much more lifelike and you know and, and influential into the person's brain that that's could be using them. that could be a way to approach it hasco are you having any thoughts yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I mean, first of all, we're gonna have we're gonna have those rating systems and stuff, Skiba. I think that's just um, a, a matter of time. We already have ratings, but I think we will see those ratings evolve as our games and experiences evolve because we're gonna have to have um, different types of ratings. But basically, just for those who didn't know, I'm wearing my Echo Arena shirt from OC4, and so I bring that up because I'm the one who stood on stage at OC4 and talked about ripping the arms off robots. And so um, when you talk about these visceral experiences, you know, one of the things that I really love about VR is the fact that I can go in there and yes, I do hit people a lot. And I like personally, I know GST doesn't necessarily like the competitive type games, but I'm really competitive. So I very much like to like go all out, you know, shoot the arrows, smash things and stuff like that. So I think that, you can have different people who like these different experiences and it can be a healthy thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, when people say, well, that's always bad or that's always a problem. I like to point out the fact that personally for me, I've been to, for example, a live bullfight. It's one of the most violent things I've ever seen. It was horrible. I thought it was an awful thing. I've been to boxing matches and wrestling matches. I actually myself have broken my leg at a Taekwondo event. So, you know, I think that we have to be careful passing judgment on um, immersive experiences when we bash ourselves to apart against each other in physical reality. So it's like, you know, that's one, one thing to just note. But at the same time, um, a week or so ago, I actually did uh, the War Remains experience. They're having a location-based experience in uh, Kansas City, but I did it at my house in VR, and this was based on the trenches of World War One. And it's only a 15, like 14-minute long experience, but whenever I did that, I probably spent about another 15 minutes afterwards just either sitting there thinking quietly or even crying a little bit because... It was very intense and it wasn't overly intense, but I think as we see it becoming easier to create VR experiences, we're gonna see more things like that where you go in like, like GST said, you know, what if you have an experience where someone has made it so that you feel like a serial killer or you feel like whatever. So to me personally, I think the answer to some of this stuff is that we absolutely have to start now, not tomorrow, not next week, but we have to start now educating people on the realities of immersive reality, the effects, what kind of um, 
things we need to watch out for. You know, we, we, it gives me chills. Like literally we are headed that direction. And if we don't start educating people now, parents, teachers, students, and letting them know what the effects are, then I think we're going to have serious problems later. But for me, it's not just about ratings. I think you're right, Skiva. We do need the ratings and they'll come. But for me, it's more about personal responsibility. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Alex. We need those punishments and parameters in place. Like we need that, you know, where right. people understand immediately what they should or shouldn't do. But it's the same thing with understanding what VR is about and immersive reality is about and how we can use it responsibly because a child isn't always going to have a parent there. Right. A teenager isn't always going to have a teacher there. And do you like, think it's different we, in Nobody's going to always have somebody there. Do you think VR is different than traditional flat screen gaming? Like, do you think there's a higher potential for this behavior to bleed over because the experience is immersive? Right? Because these conversations came up right. back when games started getting gory. Mortal Kombat comes out and everybody thinks their kids are just going to start throwing spears at each other. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. it was kind of That's a debunked. great question. Okay, let me answer that. Uh, I'd love to answer that because I think it's a great question. Um, I will say that I think it's not in the way people think it's going to happen. For example, I think if, if you see someone go into VR and like, let's say population one, and you're trying to destroy everybody else on the map, you know, you're shooting them. I absolutely positively don't think that's going to translate into real life. Same as flat gaming, you know, traditional gaming. I don't think those things make you violent. That's not even what, um, so now that I've experienced VR extensively and played and talked to so many people and read studies and, you know, know all the scientific facts and everything like that, I don't think that at all. That's not even my concern. My concern is the emotional impact on that person becoming addicted to that behavior. Not that they're going to go do that behavior, but let me just say, for example, like alcohol. Well, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. Alcohol is not in and of itself bad, but if you drink, you know, 30 vodkas a day, you're going to, that's bad. Right. And you're addicted. But, and that's but you wouldn't unhealthy ban vodka. for you. But you wouldn't ban vodka. Vodka has a right to Exactly. Exist. That's my point. So I think that VR itself isn't bad. These experiences themselves aren't bad. There's a place for all of them, even the bad ones, to be quite honest. And it's so funny because the other day somebody mentioned something to me that I haven't done in VR. And I was like, hmm, let me think about that. But um, I don't really, I'm kind of very open-minded about this. I don't think any of it is in and of itself bad. I just think we need to be responsible with how we as individuals choose to use it. I also don't think if I go in every single day and play Echo for 10 hours, which I have done for weeks on end, you know, if I do that, it doesn't make me go to the post office and punch someone in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, if I play a first person shooter every day for hours on end, absolutely no desire to go out and use a gun in real life. Right. You know, so I think that that's an important distinction. But if, um, if someone is using immersive reality to disengage from relationships, or to not face problems in real life, or to not have a job and they don't have money to pay their bills. It's the same as other issues they may have. I think you have to be careful and kind right. of balance it out. So it seems like it has potential for abuse, just like other things out there that yeah. have the right to exist, but could potentially be abused. I want to hear a little bit more from GST on this. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a really good question. I would I would actually be interested to see more studies undertaken to try and somehow objectively measure if the experience you get as as a user is different when you do something embodied in VR versus controlling an avatar on a flat screen. Um, I don't. I could see it going either way. I totally agree with um, uh, the fact that I. I don't think doing something violent in a video game flat or VR is then going to make you more likely to go out and, and imitate that exact behavior in real life. I, I highly doubt that that's the case. Um, but, but could it have some kind of an impact on you psychologically? I, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, personally, I'm reminded of when I tried um, Superhot for the first time myself. And I'd seen it, of course. I'd seen other people um, play it back when it was, you know, PC VR before Quest was a thing. And um, when I played it myself, I I was uncomfortable at the moment that you had to take the gun and shoot yourself in the head. I was like, I know this is completely not real. I'm you know, completely aware that I'm using VR and I'm very familiar with VR, but there was still something about it. I was like, I just, I just don't like this. And, you know, given an opportunity to to play some other game that had a similar mechanic, I might say, you know what, I'll just let that be for other people because it made me uncomfortable. Um, so I'd, but if I'd I really was be interested to see. If I was developing Head Blaster VR, where it's a game that is only that, <laughs> where you just go in and just blast yourself in the head with a bunch of different guns and have fun with it, yeah. would you would you be in opposition of a game like that? Mm. Um, no, I wouldn't be in opposition of the game itself. I would be very concerned that irresponsible parents would let children who are too young to, to handle that and then that's not your fault for developing the game. That's the, the parents' fault. And I personally would probably not be interested in playing it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So this is this is because really what my question is, is it really is more about universal morality. This is like kind of where I want to go with this because I think morality, that's the big question, is is morality universal? Is there something that is inherently bad, inherently wrong, or are things inherently good or is it all relative? You know, there are like like tribes in the middle of the jungles that for thousands of years have been like, I don't know, you know, like beating the the youngest of the youngest son to, to a bloody pulp, you know, to make him strong or some shit like that. Right. And like in that society, they all agree. Yeah, we do this, you know, like morality, like more to them. I would say if you compare like that kind of society to the society that we live in, it becomes obvious that morality kind of is. Yeah. Relative, relative. It's or, relative. Uh, I mean, and so if that's yeah. the case, what if I was to develop a VR program that allowed me to do sexual things that are insanely illegal and really, really looked down upon in our society? <laughs> Would you be okay with that? So I think one thing that, that comes up where you're saying, um, you know, is there anything that's just objectively bad? You made an analogy to, you know, a, a culture or society that, that, does some physical violence to, to every youngest son or something like that, I think there's a really important distinction. And that's when another person comes into the picture. Are you harming Correct. another person? Correct. And I think there, you could totally make the argument that, um, and again, it's just an argument. We could probably debate, you know, philosophy over it for, uh, for hours and hours, but I, an argument could be made that when it comes to 
doing harm to another person, that there is something that's objectively bad or wrong. So if you developed a VR game where you're interacting with other people and you're somehow harming them no question. Uh, by using that experience, no question as to could... whether or not that's bad. I, I think that is 100% bad. I mean, especially if they are a victim. Willing participants, different story. But like, I'm talking about victims. This is, I'm talking mm -hmm. about an immersive experience that is victimless that has no mm -hmm. victim, but makes me feel like I'm doing something to someone that is illegal and I should not be allowed to do it, but I have this sick, perverted mind that drives me to, I don't, for the record, <laughs> people. <laughs> but, but someone has a sick, perverted mind that drives them to this behavior that they know is illegal, that they know would hurt someone, that they, you know, like would have to take huge risks to go out into the public to do. Would this, right. would a VR experience that's immersive that makes them feel like they're doing that not alleviate them and maybe give people an outlet for something that otherwise would create a victim? Yeah, that's a really hard question. Um, yeah. You know, on one hand, I kind of want to say, as long as there's no actual victim, you're doing something to an NPC, however crude and, and awful that thing is, it's an NPC. So if that's really what you want to do, go for it. And then the next thought that you have is, wait a minute, what if your NPC is a child? That's, and then that's like, I've been, that's where I've been going with really this uncomfortable. without saying it. I've been trying to avoid using these terms, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, that's illegal in and of itself. I mean, well, so is murder, you, but I could, I could cut heads off all day in blade and sorcery. But I'm saying there are specific laws against anything that, um, I think there are specific laws against anything that actually characterizes a child being abused. So Just like any um, depiction I'm not, whatsoever. I'm not positive about that, but I think there is. And so, um, you know, that's a different situation. And let's make it a little, to make it a little, little tad bit easier and more easy to converse. Right. For example, I enjoy, um, because everybody here already knows I'm violent, so I don't care to say this. <laughs> like, for example, I think it's fun to, um, you know, do stuff like drive around and smash all the people in VR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, me too, for the record. Yeah. So, You're not like alone. Grand Theft Auto like, on yeah, that one, right? Like, like, Grand Theft Auto is like the most popular game in the world, yeah. so you are not alone. Yep. Yeah, I haven't actually played that, but I'm saying, like, I think things like that are fun. And to me, like, even, um, even going back to Echo, those are actually real players not not npcs you know so so there's also that aspect of sometimes there are real people yep. with the avatars that ain't but, the conversation um, we already but talked about again that. that goes back to the fact that there are people in that setting who understand that's part of the gameplay and when i'm running over other people in vr with cars or like um slashing them or shooting them bows and arrows or whatever and they're npcs or real people either they're real people and they understand it's part of the gameplay or they're um you know, not real people, and it really doesn't matter anyway. But I think that can be a form of stress relief, and you can just enjoy it. And right. it doesn't have to be anything related to the fact that you're going to go do that in real life. I mean, you you know you're there. It's a game setting. That's very different from um, an environment where it's not, quote, expected behavior. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't expect to get in a car and drive down to the road and run over people, you know? So is that expected behavior? No. But in a game where that's the way the game has been designed, yes. For some of those other things you brought up though, Alex, man, I don't know. I think that's a it's tough. dangerous area. It is a dangerous area. And I mean, I personally have kind of, Skeev and I have actually talked a lot about this because like I said, you know, what we're talking about is kind of a sensitive subject and I've been like 
a little hesitant to bring it up just because I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And I also don't want people to get the wrong ideas when I express my views on this. Um, I use, I try to use, I have used the example that GST brought up here because it is the most morally uh, terrible thing that I, I can think of. And I think that, that is, I think most people are in agreement with that. Like anything that involves children is like against all rules, right? And there's a part of me that really wants to say, listen, if one thing is, is okay, like if murder is okay, then everything has to be okay, right? Like it, in a victimless in immersive experience, you know, it's like we can't choose what bad things are like. I mean, I guess we do in real world, right? Like we have laws that like categorize them. Like, oh, this is a level one misdemeanor and this is a, a, a felony, you know, that's a really bad thing, you know? So I guess there are levels of badness, but then that implies that we do have an understanding of what's right and wrong. And I'm not sure that we do as a species and as, as, a, as a society, you know? Like, I think that question's still open. So personally, I feel like if you're gonna make a murder simulator that allows me to just cut off heads and do all that stuff, I don't, I kind of feel like anything that's victimless should be okay. But there's a difference in, and I think this is what GST was saying. There's a difference in a game where you're, and, and you know, it, this is a difficult subject, but yeah, there's a difference is. in a game where you are murdering people who it's not a multiplayer game. There aren't other real people there. Right. You're murdering trolls or robots or whatever it is. Like, like in, like in Robo Recall, man, I love ripping those robots apart. I love tearing every single part <laughs> off of them and throwing their heads across the map. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, is that a victimless crime? Well, yeah, but how would we feel if those were actual people, actual avatars? We, we've, they've tried that. You can't do that. You can't have us pulling our avatars apart because we feel so immersed in real in VR that it freaks people out. Like, you don't want someone there ripping your head off so, you know, that's a problem. So the same thing on the other topics you brought up. If those are non-multiplayer games, if they're non-interactive with others, and there's one person there doing those things that we may consider illegal or immoral, to me, that's a different question from yep. there being anybody else involved in that setting. Because yep. there is no way, I don't care, and I've brought this issue up with different people in the industry, let's say, but... I absolutely do not care how many times you say you can absolutely guarantee that the person behind the screen is verified. To me, there's no way to ever be 100% sure that you're dealing with the exact person that it looks like on that screen, which right. means that you could have adults interacting with chicken, ch chickens, children, or <laughs> yeah, you could have that too. Well, or, you know, you could <laughs> for the record... <laughs> We are in complete agreement here, okay? Like this, this conversation has nothing to. I know he's like, oh god, but no, I, I need to stop you because this conversation has nothing to do with other people. That we've already talked okay. about interacting yeah. with others. Good. This is off yeah. the table. This is all about NPC characters and victimless experiences. You know, like meow meow, the gamer cat in here. What's up, meow meow? Uh, mm -hmm. And get to the choppers here. What's up, G uh, get What's to the chopper? Up? Good to see you, Dane. Um, you know, meow meow says. <laughs> Ultimately, I appreciate that in Skyrim you cannot harm the child NPCs. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. That is a place. That is a game where something like that makes zero sense. It should not exist. Like you know, you, we shouldn't like 
throw things that are un like I don't know like unnecessarily violent or immoral into experiences because guess what it's uh, it's not real or whatever and they're they're victimless so we can just do whatever the fuck we want and people don't want to do that right like no most people don't want to do these things but the question is does it have the right to exist and um you know Steve I know we've talked about this before but do you want to weigh in on this Oh, this is a hard one, man. This is a really hard one because everything in my mind always boils down to intention. Like, why are you, why, why do, why do we go in and, and, you know, blade and sorcery decapitate people and slit their throats and watch them bleed out and, you know, throw them off cliffs and cut their arms. Like, why do we do that stuff? Right. I mean, it, what is so entertaining about, no about murder? Yeah. But, but why is it that our brains enjoy that? Right. You know, I got to say like Robo Recall, man, those poor robots have been the absolute, uh, they, they, I have taken on so much aggression on what's happened in my real life on those damn robots, ripping their arms off, smashing them in the heads with their own legs. And like, they have really, really been very therapeutic to me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like some of these, some of these things um, you know, and you'll get into it. I think we're very much going to get into a lot of these things when GTA 6 hits, hits yeah. um, you know, maybe PSVR 2 yeah. or something now like that. Now you're like holding up because, a store and well, yeah, someone and, else and operates it. You know, you're picking up a prostitute in a car, right? Yeah. And you're making things happen and then you're running them over and taking the money back. Like, I, I don't know. That's something that happens in Grand Theft Auto games, you know? So, I, you know, and it is a feature. <laughs> it really is. And we're going to be doing this stuff in virtual reality. It's going to feel a lot more real. You're embodying the character. Man, I don't know. A so, lot of this stuff, I sometimes feel very uncomfortable, even with even with these M N uh, NPCs. I went into Blade and Sorcery, and I, you know, right when the whole thing uh, hit the update where you could actually grab them and slit their throat, and I had to take my headset off, and I got emotional. Like, I couldn't, my body was like, oh, my God. Why that's terrible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I so I guess really it all comes down to intention on the person. And I don't know I don't know, and maybe the intention of the developer. I, I'm not even I mean, sure. Sure, but if we're talking about, you know, like whether or not something should exist, like let's say I'm a knife maker, right? Like I'm not checking the intention yeah. of someone when they buy my knife. They're just buying a knife and it's up to it's not up to me whether or not they go and stab somebody with that thing. They could go home. We well, say cut the their same thing with guns. And yeah, your yeah. question, it goes back to your question, Alex. It was making me think when Skiva said that. If if you go into a game and you you play that game to relieve stress or whatever, then um, you're right that you could do that and feel bad about that with a non-player character or a multiplayer character, let's say a real person. But think about this. How many times I've heard people say, for example, even myself, play Beat Saber. And man, when I'm stressed or I'm really irritated about something, I will slash those blocks and like really, you know, so... I think there is that question of morality, Alex, like, and the intention that you were asking earlier. So some of it goes back to, um, is it really about the, the, the setting or the character? Does that matter? I mean, I actually think it does because like one of the persons in chat said, you know, they they like that they can't harm the child. Nope. NPC. I think that's great. These things do matter, but at the same time, some of it's also about as humans, we have to know, when things are appropriate and when they aren't. There's nothing wrong, I don't think, with me ripping apart the robots in Robo Recall. The same as there's nothing wrong with me slashing the blocks extra hard when I've had a bad day. Right. But I do think if I go into Echo and I'm disrespectful to another person there that's a, a live person, then 
obviously that's inappropriate and bad. So we do need to understand context and, and intention, that sort of things. That's where the education comes in. Right. We have to be teaching people this stuff. Mm -hmm. Can you guys believe that we're there? Like it's been 90 fucking minutes. I know dude. <laughs> Boom. Just like that. That's what happens when you have an amazing and engaged conversation. And it has been fantastic having both of these ladies on the show to provide some uh, perspective, you know, like you, you come from different areas in the VR community and uh, you know, we don't always get to have these conversations with you. So it's really been awesome. And thank you, by the way, for not shying away from some of this stuff. Cause some of the stuff that we talked about today is not easy to discuss, you know, mm. but I really wanted to get your perspectives, you know, like the, the female perspective, the educator, the, the, the community involvement, people like I, it really means a lot to me for you to answer these questions so candidly. So thank you for having this intense conversation with us today, ladies. Um, before we get rid of you, maybe you can just uh, offer us some closing thoughts. GST, anything before we let you go? Um, I would just say that thank you for, for bringing up hard questions like that, because I think those are the kinds of things we need to discuss as a VR community to help shape where we want to go. Like we were saying, we have to be the ones to make the changes that we want to happen. And, and it's not going to happen if we, if we can't have a conversation about what do we want the VR community to look like? So, um, I'm really happy to, uh, you know, talk about all of these things. I could, I could go for another hour or two. <laughs> I, I actually could too. And the only reason we don't is because we have such amazing uh, fans of this show that they would probably stick around and I can't ask for you guys for three hours on your Friday so it, I mean trust me I would love to stay here as well and keep going but we can't Hasco um, why, don't, why don't you close things up for us here first of all thanks for inviting me it's been really great to chat it was nice to meet you GST and um, basically I'll just close by saying I absolutely love this world I've kind of fallen into I never in a million years imagined I'd be gaming or talking anything related to tech or these kind of issues, the questions that you brought up and the other things that I do literally on a daily basis in the industry, it, I just never ever thought that's something I would be doing. So I feel very grateful to be here and to have a little bit of a different perspective and just to meet so many wonderful people in this industry. And um, if anybody needs anything, I'm around, but I'm just glad to know you guys. So thank you very much there's for that. that. There's that daily moment of gratitude that we're talking about, man. Like yeah. It's so important to stay grateful. <laughs> and we are absolutely grateful to have both of you in the VR community. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, everyone help us in saying goodbye to GST and Hasco. Bye, bye guys. Thank you guys. We had a blast talking to you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. And, and just like that, you're kicked out of here. Goodbye, ladies. You're gone. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for being here and participating in today's conversation. Um, this is the kind of show I love. Like I love when we can just dig into some of these hard to talk about conversations, you know, because, and the reason why I bring up some of this shit is because uh, like uh, GST said, we need to start talking about this. You guys, we all need to start thinking about whether or not we think it's okay for you to just murder a hundred children in a VR experience, because guess what? Someone's going to go to make something and these are all, all this stuff is going to start coming up to the surface. So I know it's not always comfortable, but thank you guys so much for having these conversations with us. Um, Sampler 19, Duggars, uh, Rock vs. Reality, I saw you in there. Uh, GTA, GTA 6 coming to VR. Steve is assuming that. <laughs> we don't know, but we're assuming it's going to happen. Uh, get to the Choppa, um, Delirium Drew, Dark Angel, Paradise Decay. I know GTA and Mateo and everybody's. Nathy was here today. Uh, Miss Bradley was here today. Like Mepper is here. Yeah. Uh, all you guys. Thank you guys. All of you, man. We, we, we love doing this show and we love bringing up uh, 
topics that that we know are going to have to be faced in the VR industry. Yep. And and we just love getting everyone's perspective and meeting with you guys every mm -hmm. week. So thanks. Mystics, thank you. Mike Newton and uh, Hussein X. Also, thank you guys for being here. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, tomorrow on this channel, we are going to have a Cyber Shoes tournament. We pushed it on Wednesday. I guess we didn't have too much time to talk about it today, but mm -hmm. Skiva organized this thing with Cyber Shoes. We have amazing VR content creators coming for this thing. It's going to be live. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe it'll be a terrible dumpster fire, boat fire. <laughs> we don't know, but we're going to have a lot of Hopefully fun with not. it and it's going to be great. So just show up tomorrow if you're chilling and you will have a little bit of time to kill and uh, watch some Cyber yeah. Shoes with us. And next week, we got Bobby Carlton. Yo, such a good dude. I absolutely love Bobby Carlton. He is a journalist in the VR industry. This dude is hilarious. He has great perspective. Um, he's on Twitter, B Carlton. If you're not familiar with who he is, go ahead and, and take a, a quick, a quick little sneak peek at the guy on Twitter. He is awesome. We are so excited to have him as a, as a guest. I met him at OC6. Cannot wait to pick his brain. Let's end this thing. Anything else from you, Skiva? That's it, man. That's it. I'm excited for tomorrow. Excited for next week. You know. See you guys tomorrow yeah. for the Cyber Shoes Tournament, and then see you on Friday with Bobby Carlton. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.